¿Y qué tal mi gente? Bienvenidos a otro episodio, el podcast de Jimmy Gutiérrez. Yo soy su host. El día de hoy, I have a really special guest all the way from Argentina. And we decided this podcast is going to be in English. It's going to be in English, yes. English. So, Lucas, welcome, brother, to another episode. We haven't done this in a minute. Yeah, it's been, what, it's been like, what, two years? When was the last time we, we were checking earlier today. We were yeah. checking, it was in May 2021 that we did. So, for those who don't know me, my name is Lucas Garcet from Argentina, uh, from Resistencia. And we went to high school together, so that's where we know each other. And then, two years ago... When Jimmy started... Uh, we did a podcast with our friend Rogino Flores. Shout out. Shout out, Rogino. Um, we did a podcast, and they were teaching me all this stuff to build my own podcast. Uh, they gave me like all these like details and things that I should do and do not. Do and do not on the podcast, right? Yes. And it was amazing. I tell you guys, go check that episode. What's, that, what's the name of the, the, the podcast? It was uh, Vuelo 365. Yes. Flight 365. That was the first time we did a podcast. Yeah. Vuelo that was, 360. That was I, I was talking your podcast that you started. Yeah, so that's... We're going to get into that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get we'll get there. there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but so, how you been? I've been, I've been all right, man. Learning about myself, okay. focusing on myself, um, you know. It's, as you should I as took should. a little break doing podcasts I've been uh, okay. focusing on work but now I saw that you're visiting New York from Barcelona mm -hmm. and I was like you know I'm gonna contact Lucas to see if he's down to do a podcast and you told me that uh, like two days ago you were thinking about doing That's a podcast little, that was the craziest it, it, like connected so that was the craziest and here thing. we are making an episode uh, so He texted me. When was it? Last week, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like a Monday or something, you texted me, and you were like, yo, let's do a podcast. Let's, let's, I have some ideas. And I was like, dude, literally two days ago, I was just thinking about doing the same thing. I wanted to contact him and do the podcast. And why, why you didn't contact me, bro? Because I was busy. I was busy working. Work. And I was like, my day off was Tuesday. And I was like, I'm going to contact him on Tuesday. No, no, yeah. I, But I think you contacted me on Monday or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was so crazy, the coincidence that we had, like, Absolutely, no, it was... It was meant to be. It was meant to be, here we are meant to be. doing an episode. So, Just, brother, tell me, last time we did a podcast, you traveled to, uh, you told me that you were going to study in Barcelona. Yes, yes, remember that, that was two years ago. Two Look years ago. Now. Holy shit. So, yeah, yeah. two years ago, I was thinking, I was still here in New York, I was thinking on, where do I want to go? Uh, I'm, obviously, as you guys know, like... I miss a lot my country in Argentina, but I wanted to experience something that is international and something similar to my culture. And as I travel a lot of places and I picked a lot of places, but there's no place like, for me at least, there's no place like Barcelona. I visited that place and the moment that I visited, I I was in love. What, what influenced you to travel there? Like, why, why did you choose that city? So the first time I went there, it was after a wedding. My uncle got married in Porto, Portugal. Yeah. And since we're super close with my family, we're like, let's go visit Barcelona. I have family friends there. Uh, we went to visit, and it was my mom, dad, uh, my little sister, and my youngest sister, though. She was still not even born yet. She was still my mom's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was so funny. 
because she revealed the secret to us there. It was so it's, it's a special moment for me in a special place. But we went to visit, and dude, I swear to God, it was the moment I like got to Barcelona. It was like amazing. I I felt the vibes. I felt like. What are the vibes like there? Like it's like very similar, I guess. Like Ecuador, Argentina. It's very like not South American because it's its own vibe, but it's very influenced, or we are influenced by them because we have almost the same culture as them. Uh, we're Spanish-speaking countries, and we're colonized by them. So I think there's so many similarities. So that's helped. Uh, there's a lot of Argentinians there. Yeah, <laughs> my thing is like. All the time when I I go to the beach, uh, Bogatel, Barcelona. I tell, What's like one of the best beaches to go in Barcelona? Well, for the people traveling there and they want to listen, when I so hear I'll this. tell you, everyone goes to Barceloneta, which is like the main. It's right like like right there in Barcelona. Okay, it's really good, but it's very populated. So many people. There's so many tourists in Barcelona. Right, and a lot of people get robbed in those places. So. It's a good place to go visit. You spend one hour, two hours if you want. You see the vibe. And I usually go to Bogatel, which is literally 25 minutes walking down on the same beach, but like going up, like north. And it's more chill. It's just locals. People have like music. No one bothers you. It's just like, it's such a vibe. The thing is that there's so many Argentinians there, especially there. I don't know you why. You feel like you're home. There. Yeah, so the first time I went there, I was walking by with my friends. I was like, oh, look, they have mate. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, good, good, good. And then I started looking around, and then everyone has mate. They could be Uruguayans. They could be Paraguayans. They could be Argentinians. But I think it's another. So the mate, who invented it? Oh, God. You're going to start this podcast straight away with fire. Obviously, the Argentinians. I, I'm kidding. You said that before. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a combination of different yeah. countries. Like, uh, the Paraguayans have their own, like, type of yerba. Uh, Argentinians have their own type of yerbas. Brazilians have their own type of yerbas. Ecuador. Ecuador. Paraguay, Brazil. Everyone has their own, <laughs> their own type of yerbas. But it's so funny because one of my really good friends in Barcelona, Rafa, he always complains that. It's our, it's Brazilian, and he has a name for it. I don't even know, okay. but it's it's good that, for example, right here. I remember when I was in living in White Plains, I would go with my mate around, and one time I got stopped by the police. Why? Well, it's a jerba. It's like a for the you guys all know mate. Yeah, they it's thought like, it was weed or something. Yeah, they thought it was weed, and then you're like, and you're adding water to it, and then it's like. I don't know. People stopped me and they were like, what is this? And I was like, it's just, you know, you want to try it? <laughs> it's like some uh, traditional Argentinian drink. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's good. Like, when I went there, I started to experience all these different things. Like, people say, like, from Brazil, I would never expect that they have the same version over there. Like, things that you learn when you go outside and experiment with like all the people travel yeah yeah it's really good to like get involved into different cultures learn different cultures it's amazing that's speaking of of cultures what are some one of the most popular cultures in that you got to experience in uh, like you know got people to know from popular in, in barcelona like people that you got close or connected the most connected all right so my closest friends in barcelona are from venezuela right so you have latino Brazil, Switzerland, Sweden, 
and a mix of all the different groups in like Europe. Got a lot of Eastern European as well. You have Ukrainians, you have Russians, you have like from all over the place. You have Africans, you have Middle Eastern. So why, many. People. Why do you, why do you think you coming from Argentina, which is totally a different culture from Switzerland? You guys connected. It's so weird because there's such a meme in, in Argentina when you go to like, you see something happening that is only happening in your country, like some crazy stuff. And then again, it's like a recurring um, meme that everyone says like, oh, imagine if you were born in Switzerland and you miss this shot and then something chaotic happening in my city or in Cordoba or in Buenos Aires and you see and you're laughing and then when you meet someone from Switzerland, you see that they're very meticulous. They're very, like, reserved. They're very, like, uh, persistent. They're, like, it's completely different. Us, for example, if I tell you, like, we wanted to start this podcast, like, two hours ago, right? Right. I arrived, like, an hour later. Exactly. And then we just... Hora, hora Latina, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we run into a different time. For example, my friend from Switzerland, if I tell him, dude, we're going to meet here at this time, He's going to be there like 10 minutes earlier. And that's, that's, I think that's, you know, I mean, it depends the situation too, but for jobs, it's important. So for jobs, good. it's important. Yeah, 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 obviously. For me, like for my personal experience too, like being on time, I do struggle with that sometimes. It dep I, I guess it depends how much I care about it. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what it is. And that's what it's been teaching me, for example. Well, not necessarily teaching, but it's just like, I learned from this. Like, I have to be on time. I have to be more precise with Whatever I do, the more organized that I'm with the time, my time, the more things that I can get done, right? Yeah. And it's been good. Uh, he, this guy from Switzerland, he loves a lot of things. Like, you would think, like, someone from Ecuador, from Argentina, from, I don't know, Japan, may not have anything in common with someone from Switzerland. But you would be surprised. There's so many, so many uh, similarities. Uh, not necessarily cultural, but, like, The things that you like, the things that I like, everything, like, everything's connected. Cultural. Yeah, you just gotta give it a shot. Don't, don't go for the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's the beauty of, we're very lucky that, you know, we're here in New York, we get to experience, like, different cultures, we meet people from different backgrounds, and, you know, sometimes, well, back home, like, in Ecuador, like, you know, you don't really see, like, people from different parts of the world, so I feel like... Here in New York, that's like really... In New York, I'm sure in Europe, the all these pot. big cities, like, you, you get to experience, like, how, you know, we... Like, culture things, like, how we all can be very different, and your normal might not be my normal. But at the same time, we're all human, so sometimes we, you know, like, most of the time we kind of, like, connect, but also depends, like, the culture. Yeah. Well, my thing, for example, when I moved here into the United States, I obviously moved to New York. That's where we met. <laughs> But it was it was like a cultural shock for me because I was coming from Argentina. I was 15. And at 15, you're like not fully developed, I guess, as a person. But you have like your roots. Right. That define who you're going to be in the future, right? So, to me, it was like a reset clock for me when I came here. So, I came, I have to learn the new language, I have to meet everyone. Which is not easy, It's learning not a new easy. language. It's not. <laughs> you learn the new language, you have to get involved with, like, different things, to meet new people. Um, 
those new people you gotta figure it out what do they like what kind of vibe you gotta understand the culture there's so many things and there's so many different cultures inside new york so many yeah especially in white plains i think white plains where we but met the school where we were like from all over the world all over the place all over the place my very first friends were from mexico from haiti yeah. from dominican republic from all over the place uh, mexico peru to ecuador that's, that's a good thing of um You know, being uh, we all different, different cultures, backgrounds, but at the same time, we all had like kind of like the same goal, which was to learn English. So that kind of brought us together. And it was it was good because, for example, with my friends, we decided we're going to try to talk in English as much as we can. It, it was like horrible English because we only had like five months here in the United States. Yeah. Right. But that's the thing. Learning a language, you just got to stop being scared of messing up and just go for it and, and that's the way you learn and the key to learn a new language too is you have to surround yourself with people that only speak that language that you want to learn exactly exactly and that's what we're trying to do since yeah. we couldn't have any um, group of friends that were only english speaking we have japanese chinese friends we have the uh, from haiti we're all over the place but it wasn't as common to hang out with them so we we're trying to maximize the amount of time that we're talking in english and It really helped, and like now that I look back to it, that really helped me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It helped me a lot to understand how cultures work, and they socialize, and they work all together collectively in yeah. Barcelona. It makes me appreciate so much more, and, and I want to meet everyone from all over the place. Different, different yeah, parts of the world. Like every single country has its own way to, its unique way to express to you, like... For example, some people may like Switzerland for, I don't know why I'm using Switzerland, but shout out to Switzerland, <laughs> for being like beautiful place, like Norway as well, like beautiful place, beautiful landscape, like snow, like mountains. Yeah, but that could call out to you, right? Yeah. But for me, it's not me. It could be ice hockey. They're huge. They have chocolate. It could be the watches. Like there's so many things about one country that you can explore. And I can imagine like, for example, me being Argentinian. You think of Argentina and give me three things like that comes out to your head in Argentina. Argentina. Um, okay. Obviamente, like, obviously, soccer. Okay. Um, Argentina. Mate is another thing, too. And then, uh, la concha de la lora. <laughs> that one, too. <laughs> But see, like, the... In Argentina, we have, like, glaciers, we have deserts, we have mountains, we have the ocean. Well, you know what I want to... La Patagonia, the Patagonia. That's a beautiful place that yes. I haven't visited yet. I've seen... There's a brand of it, that's why I got into it, but then I did my research, and it's Argentina, it's and I saw, like... It's yeah. part of Chile as well, but no one talks about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's, like, the vast majority, obviously, I think it's just because Argentina is much bigger. Right. It's in Argentina, but the, there are beautiful parts in Chile that are belong to Patagonia as well and it's beautiful it's a beautiful place that I, all the people that I meet in Barcelona or over here or anyone they want to visit yeah or I tell them if you want to go to Argentina go to these places uh, go to Buenos Aires but don't just go to Buenos Aires go to Cordoba go to Mendoza Mendoza is really good for Shout the wine Cordoba yeah See? and then go to Patagonia I never went to Patagonia Patagon. not Patagonia. yet not yet not yet not yet but I'm sure you will go there. Dude, I'm trying to go back to... Uh, right. So, Lucas, you told me off the podcast that you have some questions that you want to ask. All right. So... Let's get into it. My my things are... I want to know um, what people think 
You're from Ecuador, so people... Ecuador, Cuenca. Cuenca. I want to know what people think about what Ecuador is, and I want you to tell them what it is right. in reality. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, just think about what Ecuador means like, to you. Yeah, what you, like... What comes to your mind? So that's what I'm saying. For example, I know they have, like, really good gastronomy. Yeah, we do. Yeah. What are, the, like, the typical dishes? And, like, give me dishes. three typical dishes. From, from my experience... Cui, which is a guinea pig, mm -hmm. you know, guinea pig with rice and potatoes. It's like a traditional plate that in the, in the area that I come from, which is La Sierra, you uh -huh. know, the mountains so area. So it's like in the mountains. It's like a traditional, yeah. yeah. Okay. So cuy will be one. Okay. Then ceviche. Ceviche is like... So there's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to start fire. Where's ceviche from? Ceviche, exactly. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> There's I don't somebody. know what it's, I don't know, but I know it's more popular in the. Um, it, I think Peruvians think that it's, it's Peruvian, yeah. right? But I there's ceviche from all I, over the place. I right? know there's different styles. Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. It's really hard to say. Yeah, it comes from this because it's made different ways. And but the, the ceviche that I had, Ecuadorian ceviche, like it's it's very popular. What does it's, it consist of? Consists of I don't know all the ingredients. Oh yeah, all but like, Ecuadorians namely, are gonna namely, But um, uh, pescado, like some fish, uh, onions. Uh, I know they put uh, some other ingredients that I'm going to add in the edit because I can't really think about it right now. Oh, I know. Ceviche right now will be so nice. Yeah. But, you know, and, and one thing about Ecuadorians that people might not know this, but if you have a really bad hangover, ceviche will help you out. Mm? Yeah. Really? Every time you have a hangover, the next day, have a ceviche and... Something the Ecuadorians do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. See, like in Argentina, we if you have a really bad hangover, you fight it with the same uh, liquor or beer or wine, whatever that you drank fight last it. night. Oh, and you fight it again. Help? I don't know. I never tried it, but people say try it. So what's the Lucas way to fight hangover? I usually don't get hangover. Don't? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's not like I drink a lot, but even if I have a couple like extra glasses i want to say i don't wake up uh, i think there was only that's one that's a blessing man yeah dude like, having a hangover is the reason why i don't drink really yeah I no don't, i don't like maybe hangovers. that's the reason why i drink yeah. no but like last time i had one i think it was earlier this year it was right before i went to barcelona i remember yeah it was me and my friend luke we went out we went to bar taco in Porchester started drinking there uh shout out to bar taco bar taco <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast in case uh <laughs> we went to bar taco we started with drinks i had an old timer is that yes that's the name it's a whiskey drink and i think luke my friend he was drinking margaritas we started drinking that and eventually we moved to from bar taco to uh An Irish pub that is in Porchester, downtown. Irish pub. McShane's. Uh, everyone that's from New York or at least Porchester or Westchester, they, would, they should know. Uh, and we started drinking there. And I think we moved to Guinness. Guinness. And Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I love Guinness. Um, and then I think one of our friends came in. He's like Italian-American. And he knows Argentinians. We drink Fernet. Right, right. He's like, 
Melee, get me the Fernet shots. And he just started pouring in Fernet shots for everyone. And then we just started drinking. I don't know how many shots I did. I think it was two or one, I don't remember. But that was the, the morning after that I woke up with a hangover. That was the last time. But I think it was just the mix of whiskey, beer. It makes and it, yeah, different and spirits. I think that's the only reason why. But it was so funny. It was so funny. Like That was right before I went to Barcelona. When I went to Barcelona, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be more chill. I'm not going to drink. All right. Before we get into what it's like partying in Barcelona, we're going to go on a quick break, and we're going to continue talking about great things. Uh, Lucas has some questions for me. I have some questions for him. We're going to talk about culture and other good things. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Are you planning a special event but worry about capturing those special moments? Look no farther. Our team of experienced professionals offer video and photo services that will make your event unforgettable. With our event videography services, we capture every moment from the ceremony to the reception, creating a stunning highlight reel that you can cherish forever. Our event photography services offer beautiful, high-quality photos that capture the essence of your event from candid moments to post portraits. In addition, we offer a 360 photo booth to add some fun to your event. Trust us to capture the moments that matter the most. Contact us today to learn more about our service. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, from a quick break. Shout out to Hustle Studio for promoting this podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Um, we're back here with Lucas. We're going to continue the questions that he had. Wanted to ask some questions, yeah. Lucas? So we're, we left off on um, analyzing, I guess, the cultural aspect of Ecuador. And when right. I told you what my project was going to be for my upcoming podcast, um, for those who you don't know, I I had I started my podcast thanks to uh, Jay and Jim and Rogino, and it inspired me to I don't know, like to teach everyone that's going to be watching this uh, about different cultures. You know, like we have someone from Ecuador, we have someone from the United States, we have from behind the camera, yeah, <laughs> the cameraman. Um, we have someone from, like my podcast already has like a specific season that I wanted to call that it was going to involve someone mostly from Argentina it was only going to be in Spanish and then I say what if I can expand the idea and show like different cultures not just mine uh, it was just like a quick introduction to see like what you is wanna, Argentina you about. talk about your culture too it up yeah. Lucas and yeah that's what I'm saying what's that what's that uh, what's the name of the podcast my podcast is called Juegos the Neptuno, okay. Neptune's uh, games. Neptunes. Why Neptunes? Neptune was a god of the ocean, so I feel like Neptune could represent like this entity that connects all these different landscapes around the world. Like it's the ocean. Your culture, again, someone in Japan, it's connected by the ocean, so it's just like a right, like a, a metaphor. All there. right, but. The, the idea of my podcast is just like bring everyone from outside, from 
Argentina, from Ecuador, from Peru, from Switzerland, from Japan, from anywhere in the world, and have this little space that we have to promote their culture, to tell, because there's so many people that, for example, me right now, I'm getting into like a lot of Asian stuff, like a lot of uh, Japanese films, and I would love to visit Japan, and I would love to uh, have people like I, you can go on YouTube and find podcasts about people from Japan and they tell you about their lives and everything. And so I want to do the a, same. There is a lot of people from our countries too living in those countries. Yeah, exactly. So I want to do the same, but with my friends. My friends, like like for example, you, him, like everyone is from all over the world. So I, I want everyone to experience that. What I'm experiencing, right. all these different cultures. All right. And that being said, I wanted to ask like culture, food for you. Let's get into it. We did the food. We did the food. So now, the most beautiful place is in Ecuador. In Ecuador. Mm-hmm. The most beautiful place that, you, that I, I would visit. You can tell. Yeah, Galapagos. It doesn't have to be like visit. Galapagos. Galapagos. I've never been there, but that's a place that I would like to visit. Mm-hmm. But from my experience, the places that I've been, I would say you have to check out, if you are in, in Cuenca, which is the city where I come from, you have to check out uh, El Cajas. Oh. Cajas is like an area where you can go fishing and you can go camping and it's like a cloudy vibe, twilight vibe, That's a right. lot of mountains, good food, good fish. If you want to disconnect, go camping, check out El Cajas. Dude, I can imagine like, yeah. imagine going there and watching the, the stars. The stars yeah. <sighs> it's so beautiful. El Cajas? Here in, in New York, you don't get to experience that much that because yeah. there's so much air pollution. Of course. There's so and much. another place will be... Another place, from my experience, another place. Uh, so, another, one experience that I want to share, it's like in my country in September, usually you go from Cuenca to Loja, which is another like, say like an estate. Uh-huh. Is it like south, north? Is it, it's souter. Okay. So, Cuenca is here and Loja is here. Okay. But in September, because of uh, religion... You, you go there, but you don't go in a car. You have to walk. You walk? Yes. What? And it takes like four days. You have to walk night or maybe three. Depends how okay. fast you Okay, well, walk. yeah, it depends on... But that, it might, that, that's something that I would recommend experiencing because it takes, it takes a lot of you. Like, you earn that visit. It, then and you have... You get to see really beautiful places like El Cisne, which is like a... It's for... It's, it's like a beautiful church. And, yeah. But besides that, besides the religion thing... It's like a really nice views. It's just like a different world. It's very dangerous at the same time. Okay. Because when I was there, like if the the bus like it's going like literally through a mountain. So if the bus falls, like it's over. <laughs> That's it. But it's just like that feeling that you know you could Yeah. It makes it like Well, I can imagine like different. if you walk there and it takes three days, yeah. the moment that you start that journey and that could be just like represented into like Life itself. Yeah. When you start a journey and you know it's going to take some effort to get to that. I fell the first time. You fell the first time. If you take a car, if you can't walk no more and you have to take a car, you fell. Yeah. Fell the first time. Second time, I made it because I was with the right people that pushed me. Let's go. Exactly. That's Let's what I'm go. Saying. It's just a matter of like Who finding yeah. the right people that can keep you pushing until you find that yes. goal. And I'm sure that when you got to that place... It was so rewarding. Was you were rewarding. like, I did it. I did it. Yeah, I remember as I arrived into Loja, 
that feeling, uh, sunrise, arriving to the city, you still have like six hours, but you, you, once you see the city, it's just like very rewarding. And now, by sharing this experience, you just made me like think of that, which is it's a memory that I haven't visited in my saying. mind. So that was, that's, those are the two places I would recommend. Loja and then El Cajas. El Cajas. My experience. But then Galapagos too. For everyone planning a South uh, American trip, as you see, I already recommended some places. In, you can visit my city in Argentina, Resistencia. There's not much there. Just beautiful woman. Uh, that's it. Good wine. <laughs> yeah, in Argentina. And then you have Mendoza. Córdoba, Buenos Aires, and obviously Patagonia. Patagonia. Patagonia is just a huge place, so anywhere in Patagonia is going to be beautiful. Tierra del Fuego, which is the southernmost point in the world. There's, it's like right across the street from uh, Antarctica, imagine. And you can take a trip from there, and you go all the way to Antarctica for, for a wow. day exhibition. It's so funny. I, I've seen videos. I've never been there, but I've seen videos that you take a, a boat, you go check the glacier, you take pictures, and then you go into the glacier, you climb into the glacier, and you do like a little hiking in the glacier, and at the end, you you get to the, the point where everyone sits down, they start a bonfire, guitar, they start singing, and nice. they start giving you either wine or whiskey, because it's really cold, so whiskey keeps you warm. And if you want ice, they just start... From the glacier, and you're drinking that whiskey on the like rocks. A, sounds like a good experience. Oh, it's so beautiful, and it's cheap. Well, relatively cheap. Cheap for someone coming from the outside of Argentina, knowing the economic situation in Argentina right now. It's it's no really bueno. good, and it's good. It's for, good or no bueno? It's good for the fact that people are going there. That's why I'm, I want to push it because I think like my country can offers so many different things just like yours just like any country but some people don't know this and some people just know like oh but they will oh they will like have a perception of the country based on like <laughs> what others say yes so i think that's like a huge problem if, if you're not culture <laughs> one thing that everyone says and it's sort of true like argentinian they're so cocky they're so cocky argentinian it's just like yeah they're so cocky well, and I get my, my experience with Argentinians that I met, one thing I can say is like the energy for party, like Argentinians like to party. Yeah. And I, I remember I used to party with Argentinians and I'll be like, all right, you know. I, yeah, dude. Like <laughs> last time it was so funny. Last time I went, it was uh, October 2021, right? So it was like six, seven months before we started our first podcast. Right. So I went to Argentina and I started like, Doing some stuff that I have to do, but at the same time, I was like, "This will be a perfect moment for me to start like um, exploring this that I want to show, yeah, with the people, and then I want their message to be spread out." I couldn't do it. I only, I think, I only recorded like five, six episodes out of the seventeen people that I had on my list. But it was because I was partying a lot. Well, not partying, but, like, my friends, like, I had an apartment, and my friends knew my apartment, and they would just come there, like... They would just show up. They would just ring the bell. I would wake up. They would be in the living room already. Like, it was insane. It was great. Don't get me wrong. It was seven years I didn't see them. Do, do you think um, but, your friends, like, in, in, in 
compared to like your friends here in the U.S. Like your friends in Argentina, they would just show up to your apartment. Like, yeah, I'm Completely here. Different. But here in New York, like, kind of like you, you, you know, you can't just show up to somebody's yeah, house. Like, see, that's that's so you, that connection. Like, like I feel like with your friends back in our countries, we have that connections that it's a little deeper than yeah. what it is here. That's what I'm saying. Like, for example, I was so used to when, um, like, I would wake up. And literally, and it happened so many times that I will wake up and I will have all my friends, like five or six of them, in my living room, drinking mate with my grandpa. Like, I would just wake up and be like, what is happening? And I just look at them. I don't pay attention. I'm just like, yeah, they're fine. I just go, take a shower. And then after an hour, I join them. And they're just having fun talking to my, uh, my grandpa, my uncle, anyone who is in there. They're just talking. Talk. And they're like. Yeah, we're here to hang out with you, but don't worry, like, take your time, like, we've been here. And that's something that I miss a lot, like, just having all your friends constantly there, and it's completely different than here. I think here in the United States, such a schedule that you gotta follow. Everyone's busy, and yeah, don't get everybody me wrong. has shit going on. You're busy, on. I'm busy, yeah. everyone's busy here. Look at us doing this podcast at, like, almost midnight, but, Yeah, you see, know. like, that's what I'm saying. But that, that's, that's another thing, too, you know, like... You can be busy. I know in the U.S. a lot of people, oh, my schedule, I can't, I'm busy. But, you know, when you, you truly want to do something, you get it done. That's what and, I'm saying. You know, and you find time. And, ways, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's mostly that thing that people are constantly uh, busy all the time. And schedules don't usually match. And it's a lot harder to have that type of connection here. But in Barcelona, it's similar. It's like... You have Argentina that is just like, I'm just going to show and expect it to your house. And then you have in the United States that is like, let's organize. Let's, let's go out next week. Let's meet all here. Like, you start organizing, right? Do you, you become do you more think, organized. Uh, our culture from South America compared to, like, somebody from America, we're more, like, extroverts rather than introverts. Definitely extrovert. So I met a lot of people, again, in Barcelona that are not Latinos, so Latinos, I think you can also, you can bring like, not necessarily Latinos from South America, but you have like Latinos that grew up in Europe or you have right. influence or and you can say Spanish people or Portuguese or Italians, Greek. They're from Latin speaking, like, you know, but I met people from uh, Sweden, from Norway, from Finland, you know, and all these people are very like quiet. In a sense, like... They keep it to themselves? Or yeah, like, you got to get to, like, know this person. You talk to this person. You find this person. It's not like us Latinos <laughs> that we're just, like, the center of attention. We're, like, dancing and just, like, ah, you know. Yeah. It's not like that. It's That's more like chill. And one thing that, for you guys that are from South America, one thing that I've seen is when I meet someone from Argentina, I go for a kiss, right? And a lot of times, I just get this right ahead before I go for the case. And I'm just like, Ugh. that's that's one thing about like us, you know, especially when we appro approach to women in general, like we go for a kiss in the cheek. Yeah. And sometimes cultures think like that's a little, you know, like he's too sneaky or he's like too. Dude, I, I still haven't figured it out here. Me, I'm used to, you know, I, if I if I know somebody. I meet somebody, I'll go for a kiss in the cheek because that's how we grow up. That's how, like, that's being polite. Yeah. But, 
That's for, not flirting, okay? <laughs> we're just <laughs> so being you friendly. Learn about yeah, culture. that's what I say. Like for example, with my cousin, with my dad, with my family, I, the guys, I kiss them in the cheek as well. Yeah, and it's like obviously with my male friends. Like if I come to you, I just give you a hug. You know, I don't give you a kiss. Uh, but for Argentina, it's normal, and it's just like to tell you, like when uh, I, I meet someone, in Ecuador, it's not like that. No, to be honest. See? Like, uh, like two guys. I even feel like in Ecuador, sometimes like people barely even sh give you a good handshake. Really? Like they go like this. Hi, cómo estás? Oh, that's it. Yeah. Shit. But here, like me personally, I've learned that like it's very important to know how to like hit. Give a good handshake. Yeah. And so. it happened to me until I worked, like, in a Jewish country club. And really? one of the, for those that don't know, I bartend in a country club. And one of the members showed up to me, introduced himself, and he gave me his hand. And then I just, you know, barely, like, I didn't give him a good handshake. And then he told yeah. me, Jimmy, look at me. When you give a handshake, you look at that person in the eye. And, like, that really, like, after that, like, I kind of, like, became more conscious. I was and like, yeah, because you become it's more like, confident, yeah, too. More when confident, you're, yeah. And you're projecting yourself as a more confident person. So it's really good. Yeah. For example, here, uh, <laughs> when I shake someone, it, shake, handshakes are completely different in every country. Yeah. I think in Argentina, we do this. Uh, wait, see? Yeah. Like this? Yeah. Like that. Like that. And here is like, see? Good, it's completely bro. different. <laughs> see? No, completely yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And when I go back and forth from all these different places, dude, it's so, it gets me, gets so me. What do you think up. if somebody comes to you and just does this thing? I swear to God, this is what I do. When I meet new people, I just go like this. Because I, I don't know if they're going to go like this, yeah. this, this, that. But I feel like when you, hand, uh, your first time you meet somebody and if you hand and shake, give them a good handshake, you kind of feel the vibes of that yeah, person. Absolutely. You, like pick up their energy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if, if somebody, like, if somebody gives you like, uh, it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, Another thing that is completely different here in this country, United States, sports. It's a lot of sports that people follow here. Yeah. You have American football. <laughs> you have baseball, basketball, uh, hockey. hockey. There's so many sports that Lacrosse. people Lacrosse. Yeah, a lot of... Yeah, when, I, when I came to, to, to the high school, I saw all these sports, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, in, yeah. in our country, it's like soccer, king of the sports. Yeah. It, and that's what I'm saying. Basketball, all right, but... Sometimes, sometimes. In some countries, like... I don't know what country. It's really good in basketball in South America. <laughs> well, we had Ginobili in Argentina. He was really good. He was played for the sports, San Antonio sports. Legend. But it's one out of, like, so many. It's not like that's the main sport. Like, for us, Argentina is, like, obviously football. And when I'm trying to talk to people here... Like, I bartend, too, for those who don't know. And... Like, uh, football season just started, like... Yeah, yeah. This when, Sunday? Did it start Sunday? Yes. Now the bars are busy, you know? Yeah, so the bars are busy, and I'm barting, and people are just like, oh, so what team are you going for? <laughs> uh, and I'm just like... Oh, what man, are they talking I'm about? I'm so sorry. Like, I don't follow, but I would love to understand and have a concept of this, because it's a big thing here. It's yeah, part of the culture, you know? Of course. And that's the thing, too. If you go to a country, I think it's essential... And crucial that you learn about that country. So, for example, I know that in the United States they're big about football. I'm trying to get into football. It's slowly progress, and maybe this year I'm supporting the Jets. This year, Jets. The Jets. And the thing is, like, only for I never, Luke. I never got interested in like sports and hockey and all these things. 
and I've been here for 11 years, but, you know, even like when people, when I'm behind a bar and people ask too about the sports, you're like, oh, I don't really, you know, <laughs> got some technical technical difficulties. It was okay. Luke's fault. Um, yeah, that's another big thing, you know. So when football started here, I, everyone was like, oh, so what team are you going for? And I was pretending, I was like, honestly, I'm not even watching that game. I'm watching the tennis final, Djokovic and Medvedev. Yeah. And I was like so into that. And it, people were like, why? We're in, it's football, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I like tennis more, you know? And do you think like, all right, do you think, you know, like those little differences, like, all right, you like soccer, but in Americans, they like American football. But like for us, for, for us, since we travel like outside of our country, so we get to experience different cultures and compared to like somebody who, that is from American has only lived here. So for them, if you don't like their sport, they see you as weirdo and, and yeah, I get they that. don't get it sometimes. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, one time it's not like all the time but one time i was like one one person said like oh why don't you watch football it's like why not and i just said like i would love to i just never got the chance to like actually someone sit down with me and explain everything that's happening also i have a lot of questions i oh usually if you know me like i ask so many questions i could be annoying sometimes i mean you it is good because i'm trying to learn you know and so there's no dumb questions Unless you ask twice. No, I'm kidding. But three times. <laughs> but if you are asking it's because you care and of course. but I yet don't have that person that would sit down and ask all like answer all my questions and that's the only challenge that I have to get into football. Also I'm I barely I'm barely here when football is so, happening. Okay. Usually in Barcelona, Argentina, I'm like traveling. Traveling the world. Yeah. All right. So moving on to uh, after the sports, what else did you wanted to? I have my list here. You got your list here. This guy came really prepared. Ooh. All right. Look at that list. Interesting facts about your country. It could be anything. Inter internal facts. Inter interesting. Interesting facts. Um. Give me two. Like only Ecuadorians right. would know. Ecuadorian things. Like okay. So I think. One of the things in our country is like, especially if I approach to a friend, like here in America, you're like, hey, what's up, dude? In Ecuador, it's more like, que mas loco? Like, like, it's like here, I feel like you use kind of like words that are like nicer. But in Ecuador, if you're truly friend, like, uh, like they, we kind of like throw some words that you don't really want to hear, but then you're, they're your friends. You know? Like in Argentina. Yeah. What's up, boludo? Boludo, like, <laughs> oh, in Ecuador, que más, uh, like, you, if they, in Ecuador, no, one one thing is, like, if they see you with a girl, habla mandarina, things like that, <laughs> and, and, you know, for those that don't, mandarina means, like, it's like when your girl, like, like you know, like, dominate you. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in so, in, in Ecuador, like, we said, like, they, in Ecuador, they say that habla mandarina, habla, especially if you just got married, so they throw that at you all the time. So it's, you know, like see, that pressure. See, that's one thing that I find very interesting of all cultures. Are, yeah, I don't know all the cultures that well, so I will just speak about all cultures. But in Argentina, for example, if you get a bad haircut or you get like a hurt or something, they're not going to be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, like it looks beautiful on you. They will just roast you right yeah, there. Yeah, they will Dude, roast you. They're just like super honest. I think and we're we're honest and more like 
rough and our deliver of words. Exactly. So, for example, growing up, my my friends, if I get a bad haircut, they will like bully me. Buy na go away. So like I know like I shouldn't do that or. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But in a funny way, never hurting my feelings, never doing anything like that. It's like with good intentions, but the delivery, like you say, it's completely different yeah. than here. But I feel like once you live in, a, in the United States and you kind of like disconnect from that, from your culture, and then you go back to it, it's kind of like a, you feel that. <laughs> it's amazing. Because uh, the first time when I went back to Argentina, it was in 2014. And I remember I was... It was two years that I was here. So my English was good, but not that good. It was okay. And going back to Argentina, everyone was saying, like, you speak completely different. Completely different. And I was like, why? And they're like, what is that thing that you say every time? And I was like, what do I say? And, and they were like, um, um. So right you think the I said um this, is like an American thing? an American thing. And when I went back to Argentina, I was listening to it, and I was like, But yeah, no one says that. It's just in the United States. Um, just we so unconsciously we pick it up. Yeah, I think so. Maybe? I think you become part of like yeah. that culture that you're living in unconsciously. Yeah, it's like the oh my god, oh my god, or oh my god. like so many expressions that you say. Yeah. Like I say, oh thank God, a lot, you know. And I don't say that in in Spanish. It's like the more cultures that you learn, the more type of personalities that you develop too yeah that's true I feel like the way I talk to you in English is completely different from the way I talk to you in Spanish or the way I think also probably. absolutely alright before we continue with this with the, the questions uh, we're gonna go in another quick break I wanna give a shout out to Lucas for showing up to do the podcast and I wanna give a shout out to the cameraman <laughs> and the house studio for sponsoring this episode And guys, go listen to Lucas' podcast, which is, what's the name of your podcast? Juegos de Neptuno. Juegos de Neptuno. Can you spell it for the gringos? <laughs> I don't know how to... It's Games of Neptunes, basically. It's uh, Juegos. Nah, yeah. Just figure it out. Learn. You're here to learn. Nah, we're going to type it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. And we're back from a quick break. Thank you, everyone that's been that's listening to this point of the podcast. Make sure to please share the episode with your friends, family. If you have nothing to watch, check out the podcast, the other episodes. And I want to thank Lucas again for showing up for the podcast. Of course, of course. and we're gonna continue with the with the question that we're talking about culture. And yeah, let's let's get into it. Right. So, my last question for you. Let me see my phone. I had a phone thing here. It was... I wanted to ask you. If someone that's watching this and is deciding to visit your country, right? Ecuador. What would be the tips that you would give that person? Don't be flashing shit. Don't be flashy. Don't be flashy. Like, don't go there with your Gucci stuff. Like, just try to fit in more with the... like the crowd because otherwise you're going to be a target yeah. because uh, in our in, not everywhere but from what I've heard because I haven't come back there in a long time from what I've heard if you go there flashing and stuff then you, you, you can easily be a target you're not going to have a good experience you're going to be more paranoid thinking about oh I might get robbed and things like that and number two is 
um, you know, try to not do the touristy stuff. If, if you do some research about visiting, like the the not always the the touristy places, but more like the countryside. And if you if you're more into like nature, and, and if, so if you many, really want to learn about the culture, there's so many beautiful places outside yes. the touristy places. You Absolutely, know? so many, so many. For example, when you say don't be flashy, the same <laughs> the same in Argentina. Don't be flashy. There's certain parts of Argentina that you shouldn't just be walking around with your phone recording everything. It is safe, don't get me wrong, but opportunity will make you or make someone uh, take advantage of that. So if you're just like walking around, flashing everything around, someone is going to be like easy target and someone is going to try to steal from you. The same in for my Barcelona people that are hearing this. Like when you walk in this subway, just put your belongings close to you like you know there's so many pickpocketers there like there's so hey, that's many. very popular in europe yes yeah, so many and but they don't go for people that are just like presented well you know like they go for the tourists that are just like have a camera here they're just like i don't know but you can detect someone that is a tourist and someone easy to steal from i guess uh, i don't know So don't be flashy. It's really important. Not just in your country. I think in just like any General. country that you're just going to go. Yeah. yeah. It's very important. to. No, no need to show off. Don't need to. Just go chill and just like normal. And if you're going to do stuff, do a research and then do like the outside. Not so much the touristy. That I feel like your country, my country, every country has a lot more to offer than those just the touristy right. stuff. If you say, like, for example, if someone visits New York, I can tell them, like, go upstate New York. Like, go upstate. Bear Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Mountain. <laughs> go upstate New York. Upstate New York is beautiful, you know? When I arrived to this uh, New York, um, I had the perception that New York was about buildings and, you know, McDonald's sites everywhere. But <laughs> that was just, at first, that was the wrong yeah. perception I had until, like, I saw nature. Like, New York has so much to offer. Speaking of perceptions... What are some stereotypes that Ecuadorians have? Like I told you, like Argentinians, right. we're very like supposedly cocky. I, I get it. Why I met Argentinians are super cocky, and I understand why. Ecuadorians, a good thing we're, we're hardworking. Yeah. Some people might not be as like you don't work smart, but work hard. But like when it comes to like hardworking, like tell somebody they need to do this, and yeah. they got it, they get it done. They get it done. Yeah. Even if it's you got to give them a beer to like, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it's we get shit done. Yeah, we get shit done. That's good. Another thing will be Ecuadorians is, um, you know, we uh, like to 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 party and, and women and so. What kind of drinks do you guys drinks. go for? Not necessarily alcoholic, but like, in Ecuador, yeah, I just think it, it depends. But like one of the liquors that's popular in Ecuador would be Shumir. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do have. Uh, What is Shumir? Shumir is like a, it's like aguardiente. It's like a, like the spirit, the Ecuadorian uh -huh. spirit. Like saying like Russia has vodka, but Ecuador we have Shumir, which okay. is like made there. I think it's made out of corn. Okay. But it's I know it's like forty percent alcohol, but it's very uh, it's strong. What do you mix it with, or do you drink it yeah, at all? Uh, one of the traditional ways to drink shumir is uh, canelazo with uh, w w uh, warm water. Okay. 
Is it like a warm water and a shot? Yeah, I think they add another ingredient. I forgot what exactly it is. But I, I think I'm missing out one more ingredient. Like a hot toddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing. And, and I mean, beer is very popular too in Ecuador. Like, What's a good beer brand in Ecuador? From my experience, uh, Pilsener. Okay. Pilsener. You want to make a deal with the podcast? <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> um But yeah, Pilsener, I know there's another one that's called Club, but that one is, I, I tried it here actually, not in... Yeah, last time, it's mentioned before, like last time I went to Argentina, it's been seven years gap that I haven't been there. So last time I went there, all my friends are drinking this new beer. Usually we drink Brahma or Quilmes, you know, uh, Stella, Heineken, Corona, the classic ones. Those are like international, and then we have Brahma is from Brazil. And then Quilmes is Argentinian. But last time I went, all my friends were drinking this beer. And I was like, let me let me try it. It's called Patagonia. And Patagonia has like different flavors or styles. They have an IPA. They have just like a, a Pilsner. They have like all these different type of beers. And my favorite one was uh, Primavera by Patagonia. It was an IPA. It was delicious, delicious. And I cannot find that here. You find Patagonia, you know where you can find it? Where? I don't know if it's still there. In White Plains, it's a Wolf and Warrior. Okay, yeah, it's there. You know, if you go there, it's like a, like they have all these tabs, and one of the tabs is the Patagonia tab. You can go and try it. Good to know. Anyone that wants to try the beer. I found it there. It's just like the original Patagonia. I don't know if they will have the IPAs or any of the other uh, brands I guess like styles of the beer but it was really good if anyone wants to try it all right uh, back to your question about percent for you as an Argentinian what was the perception of Ecuadorians Ecuadorians okay so when who was my first Kevin 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 Giles shout out Kevin yeah, he's been in the podcast too. he's We've been done yes, a podcast. yes shout let's out go to Kevin oh, Kevin. electrical work contact <laughs> there you go see like when I met Kevin I remember We started talking about football. We played football together. He was, like, really good at it. And all the time, I remember, like, when we were studying, because we had classes together, he would be, like, the one raising the question, raising the hand, answering the questions, and being so out there, trying to learn so much. Like, he was just ready to, like, embrace all this new culture. And he was like, I'm here. I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to show you that I can learn it. And it was so good. Like you say, hard worker, like, I'm determined to this. Like, yeah. that was my impression. People are very determined in Ecuador. Yeah. There's uh, Which can be good, but sometimes you're determined for it, the it, it, That's what I'm saying, yes. And they're super friendly, yeah. super friendly. We yeah, are, we can be. We're, um, we're very uh, extroverts, and we like to talk and meet people. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And then everyone also, they're super, very happy about, like, their country and what it has to offer to like most of the people are like yeah, yeah it's so beautiful blah, blah, blah. during pride yeah, yeah. it's just like any country any, yeah. pride I guess yeah but they were like you should visit you should come here blah, blah, blah. it's just like that's one thing that made me think like ooh Ecuadorians are like outgoing they want to learn they want to work and they're ready to do anything that it takes to get to that place that we get it done you get it done right <laughs> but yeah that's That was my first impression with the Ecuadorian because that was from Kevin. Then I met you. Then obviously I started meeting so many people, and you start seeing like it's fluctuating. You have some 
just like in any country, like my country too, like you have like people who are like super focused and people that are just like leaving the present day, you know. Right. But it's just like that anywhere. But the majority, amazing, super hard work. <laughs> this is really yeah, good. Um, speaking of uh, cultures, um, until when did you when did you realize how? culture does influence a lot to like cultivate relationship or maintain good relationship with people because sometimes the differences of our culture um when you just meet somebody you don't know like those difference but as you meet as you yeah. get to know them you you start realizing that like, you know how cultural culture like affects like like a lot how they are and why they do those things and sometimes you know your normal might not be my normal and How did you like became more conscious of it and started like kind of like I think balancing so cultivate those relationships. It's like something that keeps like it's like a stair, you know, like it's one step, one step, one step, one step. My first step realizing this and how important it was and to embrace each other cultures is when I came here. When I came here, I told you I was like I didn't know English, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know where should I go out in White Plains if I wanted to have coffee or anything. I didn't know anything. And at that time, for the first year that I was here, I felt like very disconnected from everyone around me just because I was still trying to find myself. And the thing that helped me, and then I realized it was the connection that people were trying to build with me, not me with them. And people were just coming, they're asking me questions about Argentina and how it is and blah, blah, blah. It helps a lot that Argentina, obviously, it's very big in football. and Soccer. Yeah. Shout out to Messi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people start asking me about this thing and Messi and there's uh, so many things about Argentina. So that was made it easier to connect. And then I realized, like... My culture has a lot to offer. There's so many different things that I can connect with different people, just for me. And the more I learn about my culture, the more I can connect to other people, you know? And I realized that when I was still learning English and people were just asking me, and they were like, dude, you're going to come with me. You're going to go out with us. You're going to meet these people. Everyone was just like American, I guess. Um, and it forced me to like, speak English only obviously and to see it differently you know like because I'm here in a new environment and I'm just like shit what do I talk about like what do I say like and you're just like con constantly thinking about these things and then people just start asking you questions and you realize like oh it's much more normal like we have so many things in common you know yeah. and then I was like well maybe if we have things in common I can like you say cultivate and I like that word because it's a process it's like a You gotta take care of it. It's like a plant. You gotta take care of it. You water it, and then it flourishes. You know. Friendships. That's what I'm saying. And the more connection points that you have with this older culture, the better. And the more things that you can connect, that you can socialize. So many things, and that's the thing that I'm saying. Like me, for example, I'm studying international relations in Barcelona, and when I meet someone from a different culture or a different country or something else, a uh, different planet, <laughs> I ask usually the same questions that I'm asking you. Like, this is the whole idea of my podcast. Like, bring in your culture and see what similarities you have with 
my culture, with his culture, with that culture, with all these cultures. What things you, we might disagree. There might be, this, yeah, absolutely, 100%. But if you can disagree and respect the other yeah, person's point of view, that's what it is about. You cannot... It's not about always being right. No, it's not about that. It's about, like, learning how to appreciate the other person's point of view, you know? And I think we're losing a lot of that right now. And, and I feel like it's very important to bring that back. Why do you think we're losing about it? I know. It's like a lot of people are so scared of saying something wrong. And I think like they're just holding themselves from like the true feelings that they're having. You know, uh, nothing specific. I'm just saying like people are more quiet when it comes to that. And I feel like also another thing too, like I think social media could be killing culture too because now everybody like before okay we'll relate to somebody oh he's from Ecuador he's from this he's from that but now it's like okay like oh, you, you're on Instagram you're on Snapchat like things like that so but just, like I'm telling you if I am able like you mentioned before like one of my really good friends in Barcelona it's from Switzerland if me from the north of Argentina it's a small city compared to all New York and all this stuff, like from Resistencia could connect so well with someone from Switzerland, what makes you think that someone from Ecuador cannot connect with someone from Japan or someone from Germany, Russia, South Africa? Yeah, yeah we can like, connect. Yeah. Like as long all as we this, respect the difference. That's what I'm saying. Like, you as a person, you have to understand that that person have different ideas, different experiences in their life, different circumstances. Perceptions. Exactly. And then that person needs to understand that of you. And I think that's the main point to make when you're creating connections. You know, like, I might not think the same about you. For example, if you go to Brazil and you say, who is the GOAT? They're going to say Pelé. It's not Pelé. It's Messi. But I respect... <laughs> uh, no, but, like, I'm just saying, like, different things, like, different countries have different perspectives, you know? And I think it's very important to make that. What has been one of the... One of the um, cultures that you have uh, experienced, like through friendships or relationships, that has like, you know, mold you in some way or like help you like discover yourself. Okay, so um, there are so many. I think like I'm constantly learning from all different cultures all the time, and if you know me, like I try to bring all these different things that I learned from different cultures in it put into my own culture or my own life but definitely uh, me being from Argentina I don't I run in Argentinian town I'm usually late I'm usually procrastinating a lot and here in the United States it's like you have a schedule you do this and this and then you have like a systematic way of working around your free time or your time And that made me more conscious of the time that I have to take. When I went to Finland, which it was earlier this year, it was completely different from what I lived in Barcelona, what I lived in the United States, and what I lived in Argentina. Finland is the happiest country in the world right now, right? I heard, yeah. And Why do you think they're the happiest? So many factors. You have... Um, Population, big country, it's in the north too, it's like super north, and I think the population is like 5.5 million, 
I'm not sure, which is like half of New York City, right? <laughs> so it's like, imagine that. It's like a huge country and the population is 5.5. So I think the government, government did really good. They invested so much on their public education, hospitals and infrastructure. And Necessities. That exactly. And then they provide this essential things to their citizens. So like if you go to Finland, you have like everything for free until unless you want to go to private schools, I guess. But hospitals are free. Uh, education is free. And you see like they're the best country with education, best country with uh, um, public schools, best country for starting a business. Oh, there's so many different things that they do. Oh, look at this little guy. Yes. <laughs> and when I went there, I saw everyone was so, so focused and so in their own things. And I thought, like, wow, like, everyone's, like, just extremely concentrated or, like, focused on their own mission or goal or, like, things. I was walking around. People were just super friendly, super nice. And you see, like, a functioning, like, society. There's just, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And everyone helps each other. Like, you leave the... It's not like in New York, everybody is on their phones, their AirPods. No, no. If you like, go to New York City and you just stand and like look around, <laughs> you realize how we're, we're so programmed. Yeah, yeah. Like phones, like it's... To that point. AirPods. And, and if you look around, everybody is the same. Yeah. It's just... Obviously. We, I'm part of it too. But I am too. I mean, that's why we're here creating content, you know, <laughs> not trying to always consume but we're trying to show what we got to offer too but that was one thing that when i was facetiming uh my friend in finland she was like i don't know if i should talk to you right now i'm in the metro like in the subway and i was like so what's the matter and she's like it's not normal that someone is on facetime on the metro and talking especially in english i was like really and then you see here, like, everyone's, like... In their own world, in their phones, yeah. And then when I went there, I was, like, seeing people, how they behave. And everyone was just, like, sitting down. They're just, like, quiet. Just, like, no cell phones. They're just, like, sitting. Books, newspapers, you know. That's the type of, like, life they're living. It's just, like, they're not too focused on the material things. They're just, like... On their own things, you know, and I think that's why they're thriving as the best country. I think it's seven years already that they're consecutively saying that they're the Do best country. Do you think country. that's one of the reasons why America is probably like, I don't know exactly which, the st- st- statistic factors, but definitely in America people are more depressed because of that lack of connections with, uh, like, genuine connection with other people, like not just being on their phones and. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, it's. Again, I, I don't want to say it's just like America, but I think it's just like much bigger country, many more people, and it's harder to find yourself into like a big crowd, you know, and you're constantly surrounded by things and you're just like, maybe that's why people are like that here. They just want to break from all these like flashy buildings, the capitalism, all these different things that are happening right now. And, and I think that's why people use it as an escape to like do stuff you know in Argentina we have like crisis with the economy right now and everyone knows this you know and you have no idea the importance that 
winning the World Cup last year was for us. We, we like, are the second highest growing um, country with the, um, what is this word? It, obviously, now it's not coming, but like a uh, inflation. That was so, so much harder than any of that. Uh, second country, right behind Turkey, I think we are, with inflation. But we're probably going to be the number one. And knowing that, and you go back to like uh, December 18, 2022, World Cup final. You check that stadium in, in Qatar, it's like 90% is like Argentinian. And you think about it and you're like, how are all these people affording if you have like a broken economy right now how can they afford these tickets and then you see like the importance that we find into these little things that make us escape from our reality like for us going to watch us uh, going to watch you know that the economy is not going to change anytime soon but you know that you're playing the world cup final you might see messi when the that fulfills you yeah and then you're like you know what i'm gonna get my savings, and I'm going to invest into something that's going to provide me with happiness, you know? And it's just a matter of finding the things that matter to you and your culture. And I think a lot of people are still in that process of finding what they like. And in that process, you're isolating yourself. Right. I'm, a, I'm, I'm part of that. <laughs> if you see me in public, I usually have headphones. Yeah. I mean, I mean me too. I'm trying to... Um, Try not to be, stop. but... Stop. Using too much uh, social media, it's hard. I'd rather be producing, but yeah. sometimes we just get into that machine and just yeah, it's, it. it's right there. It's in your hands. Yeah. It's it's hard to get off it, you know. Lucas, I wanna thank you for coming on the show and speaking about culture, asking Absolutely. those nice questions, interesting questions. Um, one more, one more questions. If you could see Lucas, seven year old, what would you tell him? Seven years old. Yeah. Let me see. Inner me child see. Lucas. Inner child Lucas. Just live your life, man. Live your life. You're going in the right place. You're going to have your downs. You're going to have your ups. But at the end of the day, you know what you want. You know what you're doing. And it's all going to be worth it. I, I'm, I'm still figuring everything out, you know. I'm, I, sometimes I still feel like I'm a seven years old, you know. Don't we all? But it's a matter of knowing that you were in that position before. Seven years old, 14 years old, whatever age that you were. And don't forget that. That's just the thing. Like, you experience everything that you want to experience, but don't forget those things. Because each experience that you're going to have is going to be a teaching for you. And you're going to eventually learn from all these things. Say conscience. Yeah. Know where you come from and know where you're going. That's the thing. Thank you so much, brother. Everybody, go listen to his podcast. Uh, subscribe, follow, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Catch you next time. Peace.